Radical Life. Today, we're doing a moment with the Moe's, and our word is fulfillment. I feel like I'm pulling into a gas station <laughs> where there is a, ding, ding. a little screen playing there as I'm starting up the pump. I'm at the gas station. I'm going to put gas in my car, and there's this little screen. You know, there's somebody talking to you. Is that the kind that has the advertisement on it? Advertisement. That's amazing. Weather report. Funny. Basically, it's just like a mini snippet of news, and then there's always with it the word for the day. Oh, okay. I mean, there's just always a word for it. And that's what we have here today, fulfillment. That's what I feel like. I pull the gas pump, and the word for the day is fulfillment. It is, and it means the achievement of something desired, promised, predicted, Required, pledged, or expected. The meeting of a requirement or condition. Fulfillment is attain, bring about, carry off, execute, deliver, implement, perform, pull off something. That's a lot of words. But we're also going to discuss with this podcast, breaking up the word a bit, we'll also use the word fulfill, fill, and fullness. So let's start with God fulfilling his promises. What's the first promise that you think of mm. from the Bible? Well, I know it's not true, but the first thing that came into my mind was the rainbow that Noah, okay. and he promised never to um, flood the world again, but I know there's got to be a promise before that. I think that pretty much immediately when God was talking to Adam and Eve, he was talking to them about being blessed mm-hmm. and to fill the earth. Right. Multiply. And so one of man's duties Women and men were to produce children, fill the earth. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Right. And, I mean, that's immediately what comes to my mind, is that God began the whole thing with his first two creations of mankind, with Adam and Eve. When I think of God fulfilling things, I think about his faithfulness in fulfilling promises. Right. That if he says something, it's going to happen. Oh, there's no doubt. He doesn't forget. How many times do we as man will say something, good intent, right motives, mm-hmm. but we just forget. Oh, I said that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. We have to be reminded by others. For me, if I don't start a list, when I start working, and if I don't keep a li- running list of things that I need to get the job done, seriously, I take off for the store and go, what am I even going to the store for? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Without my list, I'm lost. So if you make a promise, you think you should write it down. I think writing it down yeah. is a good thing. I mean, God's promises God did. are all wrote down. I mean, what promise of God's do you have that you're, well, I heard it said once that God would do thus and such. Well, you heard it said. Where did you hear that from? Well, I read it in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Ecclesiastes 5.5 5 says, for us, it's better not to vow than to make a vow and not fulfill it. Right. And, and we're told that because it's so easily done. We so easily make a vow. We say a thing. And we just forget. Yeah, or we do it kind of hastily before right. we really weigh what we're saying. And I don't know if today people take vows seriously like they did. In some cultures, making a vow was serious business. And people seem to break vows right. easily in our culture. I go back and I read things that I wrote down. Keep journals. It's so easy today with our texting and sending messages to each other. But I tell you, I can go back in some of my conversations with people. I can go back 10 years easy in, in some of these threads and texting and conversations on Messenger. And I'm just like, 
who said that? I read something, I start following it through, and I realize I said that. (laughs) I didn't even think those were words I used. Well, you have a tendency, like you would say, I don't remember saying that. You say that all the time, like when you meet with people and they tell you that you told them something, you're always like, I don't remember saying that. Right. (laughs) Especially when it had a big impact on their life. I'm like, wow. Wow, yeah. Thank God it was a good thing. Yeah. Obviously, they remember. I don't. I always say to them when when that goes on, I guess I say a lot. Well, I think it's the Holy Spirit sometimes, too. So it's not like Rick Moe saying it. Yeah, yeah, here's hope. Well, if it had a big impact on their life, you've got to think that that was part of it. Right. In, in passing, when you talk to people, sometimes we don't realize just the impact of that our we words. can have on them yeah. just through just a few words. I mean, when people say to me what you just said, you said something to me back in such and such a thing I was going through. Right. I didn't even know they were going through. Right. I mean, I got story after story of things where people will bring mm-hmm. up something, they'll thank me, and I'm like, and I had no idea. Why didn't you tell me? And sometimes they did and you forgot. Sometimes they didn't tell you or they assumed you knew and right. you can't know everything. Well, God is not like us. He chooses every word very specifically. And I think that was true for Jesus as well. He said he didn't say anything that the Father right. didn't tell him to say. In Joshua twenty three fourteen, it says, he's telling the Israelites, you know with all your heart and soul that not One of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. Not one. And if that's true for what God said to the Israelites, it's true for what God says to the church, to us personally. And it's just something that you can hold fast to. Let's talk about Jesus, how he fulfilled all the prophecies in the Old Testament. There are four Hundred Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah. Wow. And Jesus fulfilled every single one of them. And they did some calculations to see what would the odds be for one individual to fulfill just eight of the prophecies. Oh my. Just eight. And the odds were one in ten to the twenty seventh power. Twenty seven zeros. That's I wouldn't even know how to say that number. That's the odds that only eight are fulfilled. And we just read this morning that a lot of prophecies are made for Jesus as being the suffering servant, right? That he was born in his time on the earth. But there are an equal amount of prophecies for the conquering king, they said, who's coming. So these are prophecies about Jesus for his second coming and something to get excited about. So if you see prophecies about the coming king, Jesus is that coming king. He fulfilled all the prophecies for him when he came into the world, and he's going to fulfill all the prophecies for when he comes. But along with those prophecies, the coming king says, be ready for his return. Ready yourself. Be ready. Do not get caught off guard. Be ready because those prophecies are going to be fulfilled. Think about those two words, though. As you look at the word fulfill. Fulfill, right. Well, full Mm -hmm. and fill. Again, going back to the analogy of, of the gas station, your gas tank, you go to fill your tank. Right. That's the action. Yes. The action of putting in the gasoline is filling the tank. Yes. And usually, when you go to put the gas in the tank, your end goal in standing there in filling the tank is to fill it full. Yes. Most times. Most right. Times. So filling is the action. 
Full is the goal. Mm-hmm. But when we say the word fulfill, what is it we're saying? What is meant by fulfill? It's completed. Let's get, let's put it this way. Let's use another word. I probably means the complete opposite to talk about the word fulfill. Yeah. Here it is. To make half empty. Oh, yes. Okay. Half empty. Right. Again, half being mm-hmm. the amount to empty something. I'm going to fill something. I'm going to empty something. Both in a, are in action. Emptying something to half or being emptied to half full. Mm-hmm. Running on empty, they say. It means you're down to half tank. You're running on empty, which means you're down to not much left. Like the time we were traveling down the road in the Fiat, and the Fiat I'd only had for less than a month, had drove it for less than probably 14 days of that month. We weren't even married yet. We weren't married. We're traveling down the freeway, and uh, we were between Elberly and Austin. And I all of a sudden dawned on me, oh, that's right. I was going to stop and get gas sometime coming down the freeway here. But here we are just four to five miles away from home. And just as I looked down for the first time ever in owning this little car, first time ever, I watched that needle. I watched that. But the light went on too. The light went on, which meant empty. And, and I you, said, and you don't said, we need to get gas? Don't we need to get gas? And I'm like, well, yes. But knowing where we were on the freeway and where we were in terms of where we were going, we were four to five miles away between where we were sitting and where we were going. There was no gas station. So we're either going to get there or we're not. But I'm thinking in my mind, yes, we just went to what the gauge said, empty. And he assures me. And I assure her from all my past experiences, (laughs) I we're going to be just fine because, yeah, it just, light just came on, said empty. That means we got a little bit left. And as I said that, has to pull over to the side of the road. We were, we're, we're close to the side of the road, and I'm like, wow. Never in my life have I ever been driving a car that the light popped on that said empty, and you were empty. You were empty. Empty no, immediately. Like there no was warning. No, the warning on that is that when you're getting close to the bottom indicator, you're almost out. Yeah. That's the warning right there. Yeah. When the light comes on, it's like, why have the light, I guess? But the light coming on just meant, oh, by the way, I've been warning you that you're almost empty. Now, red light, you're empty. And that's it. There was no coasting. I mean, I mean, there was. There was a coasting of a few hundred feet. We pull over to the side of the road. It's 20 below zero out. Yep. Thank God at that moment for our cell phone. I immediately called a buddy up in town, and within minutes... They were at our side. It was the kids who were living with you. Right. Those, had them come out. those hockey players. They come out. They bring a, a can of gas. And, you know, we put it in and away we go. You know, but you're running on empty. You empty something. It's emptied itself. But going back to the word full fill. Again, the action is fill. And the, and the, the goal being full. That's how you want to live your life. That's how you want your speech to be. Fulfilling. You want to be fulfilled. In your life, you want what you do. You want who you are with to be a part of that fulfilling. Well, not a full feeling, but it's fulfilling to have these things in your life that are right. People choose for occupation. Sometimes you, people get into their occupation after years of study. They get into it and they're like, uh oh. This isn't going to fulfill me. This isn't fulfilling. Although making all. the mistake to have your life <laughs> fulfilled with your job is right. not a right. good idea. So when you talk about that incident with the gas, 
because you assured me everything was okay. And yeah, in that split second, yeah. This so people know this was not a long drawn out conversation of me assuring you. It was a matter of no, seconds. No, he said oh, one thing, and we'll I'm like, fine. we're going to get to the gas I station. I trusted we'll... him. Kind of like a joke between us every time the light. Comes oh yeah, out. right. Ha ha ha. <laughs> but you know, you can trust God. Whatever He says will be true. Right. And the moral of the story is on the gas thing. Yes. Put gas in it before you get to the bottom. Everybody's different when it comes to this one. Some people, when they hit half, they're like, it's time to fill it up. He likes to bring it to the very edge every time. So, And that's not good for life either, as you're trying to say. You don't want to run on empty. Colossians 2, 9 through 10 says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. That kind of blows my mind that right. says we have been given all the fullness in Christ. And so like when the Holy Spirit comes in, like you're talking about running on empty and being full, you need to fill yourself up with the Holy Spirit. People say this. I don't know if it's in the Bible, but they say you have a, like a hole in your heart, hole in your life, and you try to fill it with all kinds of stuff. You can fill it with drugs and alcohol, relationships, being busy, Sex, drugs and rock and roll. your work, any, anything like you said that you think will bring you fulfillment, right. but eventually it will not. The only thing that can fill that space is Jesus right. Christ. It's a God-shaped void. Right. In every man, there's a God-shaped void. That can only be filled right. through Jesus. In Ephesians 1, through 23, it says that God placed all things under Jesus' feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body. The fullness of him who fills everything in every way. And I like that because when he fills you, it's complete. When Jesus was on the earth, he prophesied that the Holy Spirit would come. Because he did his own prophecies. He said the Holy Spirit would come, and sure enough, yeah. it did. And that Holy Spirit is essential for your life. Right. And when Jesus promised that, he really only gave the disciples one action to do, and that was to just wait. Wait, because it's coming. Here's what you're going to need to do, guys. Wait. Don't You need to go out and search. You don't have to go out and spin and toil. You do not have to work for this. Just wait. Because I am going to send another. Yes, a helper. A helper. A counselor. As God filled the temple in the Old Testament, we are now the temple. And now he, through the Holy Spirit, fills us. Right. His presence is inside of you. That is mind-boggling, that the presence of God lives in us, fills us. Really, it's quite a picture. Here are the disciples. They were the lost sheep of Israel, just like all other people are. Lost sheep. We're just all sheep and we're all lost. Until we are called by Jesus. Yes. Until we meet him. They were called by him. They met him. They were trained by him. They heard his words. They were filled by him so they could go and fulfill right. he gave the call the on their life. He gave them all power in heaven and earth. We're given to them just as it is given to us. Yeah. Us meaning me and you and everybody listening. Mm-hmm. Authority has been given to all of us to go and make disciples of all nations. And as we make disciples, there is going to come a time when winning the lost, making disciples is going to come to an end. It's going to end. And that is what we need to be watching for. Yeah, get ready. Ready ourselves, prepare ourselves, and be watching for that day. we got to make sure that we don't grow weary 
in doing the things that God's given us to do. Don't grow weary in it. Stay fresh. Stay filled with His Holy Spirit. You gotta walk in the Spirit all the time. Keep yourself filled with the Spirit. It's not like a right. one-time fulfillment. Right. Well, I did that. Anytime I hear somebody say, "Well, I did that," I'm like, okay, first of all, <laughs> uh, didding. You know, that isn't a didding thing. You don't did that, and you, and, and that's it. Well, you know, I asked Jesus into my heart. I did that. Oh, okay, good. But that's not what we're called to. Didding. We're not called to saying I did something and then it's over. It's a doing thing. I do that. I do keep Christ in my life. I do stay filled with his Holy Spirit. I continue to follow him. I'm a doer of his word, not a didder of his word. Well, I did that once. It didn't seem to work for me. Well, that's just it. You're not supposed to did it. You're supposed to do it. Did and done. Ephesians 5.18 says, Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Instead, be filled. filled. Yeah. So you can be influenced by wine or anything. What is influencing your life? Right. What are you filling your life with? This says, be filled with the Spirit. Let the Spirit be the influencer in your life to walk forward and make decisions. Anything that you replace with the filling of the Holy Spirit, anything, it's that what we're called to. We're called to be filled with God's Spirit to do His work. We're not called to be influenced by, intoxicated with, overtaken by any hobby even. As good as you, it can be to have a hobby, right. to have a pastime, to have a recreation, as good as that can be, if you let it be your intoxicator. Mm-hmm. overtaking you. You're supposed to be intoxicated, overtaken, and filled with God's Holy Spirit. That is number one. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. They will be filled. And this is a promise. So it is true. And there are lots of promises like this in God's Word telling you, if you do this, this will happen. And I think it's exciting that if you hunger and thirst for Jesus, you hunger and thirst for righteousness, You'll be filled. That's right. I mean, you're thirsty, he'll fill you. Jesus said to the woman at the well, I give you water or you'll never thirst. That's right. God created us to be fulfilled. He created us to be filled with him. And he promises that he'll fill us with hope and joy and peace. I think every person has a need for love and purpose, identity, security, relationship. And God says, I put that in your heart and I will fulfill it. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him so that you will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when you were talking about that half-empty situation, God wants your life to be so full that you're overflowing and that it overflows onto other people. That's the kind of life he wants for you. Jesus is enough to fill that space. He can satisfy any longing in your deepest need. All you have to do is ask him to come in and fill that space in your heart. What you want to do is get rid of the stuff that's inside of you. You want to let go of your past. You want to confess your sins to the Lord. You want to empty out all the negative, the sin, the stuff that's harming you. And put good inside of you. The Holy Spirit has the fruit of peace and love and joy and faithfulness and goodness and kindness. You want to fill your life with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Well, when you think about it, yes, I know that's what I should be putting in. Yeah. Because too often, what we're putting in is toxic. Oh, things. it's 
Poison. Poisonous, toxic things, whether it be relationships, friendships that are toxic. Okay. You've got to get them detoxified. They've got to get that junk out of their life. You can fill it with anger. Yeah. You could be filled it with fear and worry. I mean, that could just totally fill right. you and make you so not peaceful, not at rest. Well, I think it's really important that people come to that place where they recognize that there's no way they can fulfill the call of God on their life. They, there's no way they can be fulfilled in life without yeah. Jesus. Try all the other stuff, but you always come back to, yeah, I know. I know that's what you've been telling me. They'll always come back to Jesus because it is Jesus that fulfills. It is Jesus that ultimately brings people to the type of life that he's called them to. And what we want to do here in our uh, Radical Life Talks is keep pointing him to Jesus. Yes. The only one that will bring true fulfillment. The only one that will bring joy. You want to know who you are? You need to be filled with Jesus. Yes. You're a child of God. You want purpose in your life? Right. Fill yourself with Jesus. He'll give you your calling. You want a beautiful, loving relationship? Go to Jesus. He loves you more than you know. That's right. It is just... The only way to live a radical life. It's a radical life. Thank you for listening today to our Radical Life Support Podcast Series, A Moment with the Most. We pray our discussion has caused you to reflect on your life and draw you closer to Jesus. Let us know how this series is impacting you, or if you have any questions or comments, contact us at rickandrobinmoe at gmail.com. You can find us every Tuesday on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So if you like what you're hearing and think others will benefit, please share our podcast with your friends and family to get the word out. We want to touch and help as many listeners as possible. And for your convenience, we are listed on Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. And I just found out that because we're listed on Apple Podcast, we are also listed on Overcast, Castro, CastBox, Pocket Cast, and PodFriend. You can download any one of these apps and subscribe to us at Radical Life Support so you won't miss a single episode. All of our podcasts are also listed on our host website at RadicalLifeSupport.BudSprout.com. We will talk to you next time, sharing another moment with the Mo's. Talk to you then.